Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. It's the It's John Fox Show, and I, of course, am Jonathan Fox. And so welcome to the show. We have just a few things to get into today, but as always, I love a good rabbit trail. I love chasing those little cute bunnies. And uh, so, yeah, we may do that a little bit today on the show. But anyway, it's Friday. It feels marvelous outside. I was outside earlier this morning, and my goodness, if it could stay that way, uh, that would be awesome. We know that it won't, though. Uh, I, I guarantee you um, that next week we will we will get the retribution that is due us uh, from the tail end of summer. I guarantee you it will be hot. So we get these little these little moments, these little tastes, these glimmers of hope in how it feels outside, and then uh, you know everybody gets really excited. Oh, fall's coming! I get to drink my pumpkin spice latte, and then the sun comes back out, and it, you get sunburned, and uh, you're sweating to death because you decided to go ahead and pull out your fall wardrobe. Don't do it. Don't pull out the olives and the browns and the tans. Don't do it. Keep them in your closet. Keep the long sleeves indoors. I'm telling you. It's going to get hot. It's going to happen. Trust me. So anyway, the weather's been great, though. Man, the last week has just been phenomenal. Uh, Worked outside on Wednesday and Thursday all day and was so thankful for it. There was was a breeze, pretty much a continual breeze where I was both days, and it was was splendid. It really was good. So um, I'm coffeeed up this morning, ready to go, hopefully... You're having a great week, have had a great week, or looking forward to a good weekend. Lots of great stuff planned on our end. Uh, just chilling with the fam and enjoying time with our church. And hopefully you are going to be doing the same. So um, I've got a few things I wanted to kind of jump into right off the top. New format to the show is that I am not taking any breaks. I'm just talking this bad boy straight through, which helps me on post-edit stuff. And so, yeah, it's really just a string of continual thoughts. I have people all the time say, how in the world do you sit and talk for that long by yourself? And the answer to that question is, is that I'm doing this all the time. (laughs) I'm literally just putting a microphone in front of my, my face. I talk to myself all the time. I talk to myself at work. I talk to myself in the, the car uh, you know, I, I'm thankful for the season of life I have been in over the last couple of years where my prayer life has been phenomenal, but I'm just very much used to talking things out. And the podcast is really just a way to, to kind of do that, talk about whatever I like. So, uh, But we're not going to be taking any breaks anymore, no more breaks. Let's just go straight through it, all the way through. So if it's your first time listening to the show, Welcome to the show. You'll know no difference in what we're doing. Uh, and if you are a long-time listener, maybe you're used to the format. I think the last few episodes, last couple of episodes anyway, we have been running this format. And I enjoy it. I enjoys it very much. So I'm going to go, uh, I've read some articles that uh, I thought might be interesting to you. Well, one of them I'm not going to give you the, necessarily the, who the article came from or anything like that. I just wanted to mention one of the stats. Um, from this particular article, uh, two things I want to mention. One of them was a stat. The other one was uh, a principle from the article that I think is funny because this is not a 
a um, faith-based organization. Uh, it was an article on money, um, I believe. Let me read the article. The reason it caught my heading, it says, Finance in Your 30s. Uh, and so I was like, I'm interested just as to what uh, the particular company I use to invest and build certain things in. Um, they sent me this article. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a read. And uh, most of it is uh, pretty um, straightforward. Any, I think, investment company might have a similar strategy for helping you and advising you and your money. But the number one thing that they were talking about is that 50% of Americans would have to borrow money, sell something, or use their credit cards to cover a $400 unexpected expense. I don't know where they got that number from, like 400. I don't know if that's like an average cost. I know that, like, let's say I've had to take my kids multiple times to the emergency room. An emergency room visit is $300. Um, So I don't know if, you know, maybe the average car, um, if you have an issue with your car, maybe the average expense or a medical thing that's, you know, like an emergency room deal or something you have to buy for your home or... Uh, and a repair on your air conditioning. I actually think I paid 360 bucks uh, for our air conditioning to be uh, fixed last summer, I believe. So I'm assuming that's an average number. I'm, I'm, I'm not assuming they're just pulling that out of, out of nowhere. But 50% over half Americans would have to borrow money, sell something, or use their credit cards to cover a $400 unexpected expense. I remember living that way. Um, so it's just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of staggering the thought that, you know, they go in leading into creating an emergency fund, which might, kind of feels like a buzzword around the people I'm around. We all, we're all, everybody's talking about their emergency fund. So I never really hear a lot of people I'm around talking about how, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to afford this. I hear most of the people I'm around because they're practicing uh, you know, financial principles. Most of them are saying, well, I'm going to have to pull out of my emergency fund for that. You know, don't want to do it, but I guess I'm going to have to. And they're not freaking out because they have to pay the money. They're, they're just kind of like, you know, mess. I just, I got my emergency fund up. And I'm gonna have to take some out of it, you know. More of a like, I really like that money sitting there in my account. I know we talk, me and Jennifer talk about that all the time when we have to use our emergency fund. Things come up, you know. You got kids and and working through stuff and trying to figure things out, and something happened. And the ease to be able to reach in that savings account and pull out that emergency money and not have to figure out what are we going to do to pay this. And I remember living like this, so much stress. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting number. Um, I'm definitely not a financial aid or wizard by any means at all. Would never ascribe to be one. But I would say that this is something that uh, me and Jennifer have done really well with and been very proud of our ability to uh, save in this season and pay off debt. Um, we're getting very close to that goal as well. So if you're not making moves on that, do it. Because I'm telling you, it, it would it'd be very beneficial for you. But interesting thing is, okay, so this particular company I'm with, has five big money principles, I guess you would call it. But it's a, you save, you spend, you protect, you grow, and you give. And that's kind of their strategy. You know, you save money, um, you spend money, you budget, you know, you spend money a certain way. You grow your money by investment. You protect, you know, yourself and your money through certain types of investments, and then you give away. And the last one I thought was very interesting because I'd assume that an investment company would would give you strategy on how to protect your money, how to grow your money, how to budget your money, and how to save your money. 
But the giveaway part, the giving your money, um, I don't know, it's just interesting to see that. And and the funny thing is, is let me uh, go down to the bottom of the article. It says, one of the most rewarding things you can do is support causes or issues you care deeply about. It says, consider budgeting for giving. It's a part of your financial plan. And he says, you can remain charitable while still meeting your other financial priorities. I'm like, seriously, I, I love this. Like, I'm give, you know, give. Generosity is like, we, we talk about this at Move All the Time, but like generosity is like the cornerstone of the gospel because John 3.16, one of the most well-known scriptures on the entire planet is, for God so loved the world that he gave. And I've even just been thinking here lately just, I need to be a, a, just a better giver, more quick to give, more quick to let loose of of, of extra to help others. And, uh, of course, I'm generous with to our church, and I, w- I want to be generous to, to those around me. But, you know, just looking even for opportunities to give because I want to be a, I want to be a as the Bible describes, a cheerful giver. I want to be excited about giving. You know, I'm going to take care of my money the way I need to so I can provide for my family and do the things I need to do. But I like what they said in that thing. You can you can be charitable. I believe you can be generous and still handle your priorities. I, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's just a both thing. And I think people, I know I've done this before in the past, um, is to think I have to get all these things lined up and then I can do this. Very segmented. You know, I'll do this, then I'll do this, and then I'll do this. And sometimes, you know, you have to do certain things to get yourself in a good position. But I know so many, so many people would, would make statements like, I'm not able to do this because I've got these things. And really, sometimes it's a lack of trying to do what you're supposed to do in these other areas that prevent you from doing the areas that I think are probably, as this article talks about, and I think the scriptures are true as well, that the most rewarding part of, of our lives is when we give ourselves away, when we give ourselves to, to people, when we give ourselves to uh, these things going on in our world when we give ourselves to the you know the callings and giftings that, that God's put in our life. So I I really believe it's a you know it's a spiritual principle, a kingdom principle, and this financial company is just kind of working it. But um, I I thought that stat was true was interesting, and I thought that uh, the the little advice, the five points there, uh, giving being one of them. I thought, well, how interesting is that that the um, the old financial advisory um, company is saying, you need to give. You need to be charitable. So I, I love it. I think it's great. And I think we live in a generation where a lot of people like the idea of being generous. Uh, when it comes to a spiritual principle, it's not always glam to give, but it's uh, it works in us something that only giving can do. And, and I think it represents the nature of, of God. So, uh, But yeah, I read another article, though, that I thought was really good. It is... Let me find this. And I use this app, by the way, called Instapaper. So anytime I see an article, uh, I'm usually reading stuff on my phone, I can hit that box with the arrow going up down at the bottom, and it will pull up my menu, at least on the iPhone it will. So if you're an Android loser, oh, I'm sorry, did I say Android loser? I meant to say Android user. <laughs> Just a slip of the tongue there. Anyway, so if you're on the iPhone, the best phone in the world, uh, you can swipe over if you've got the app, and you can find, you know, usually it'll have, like, your message, mail, reminders, Twitter, Facebook, you know, where you could post it. But if you keep scrolling, if you have the app, Instapaper, and you give it access to what you're doing, you can save it to Instapaper. The reason I like Instapaper um, is because it actually keeps the article in the format that it was written. It just doesn't give you plain text. And for somebody like me, 
that still wants the pictures, the graphs, the stats, and all that kind of stuff, it's a really, really great app. So uh, check out Instapaper. It's really good. So I read this article. You may think this is super silly, but six practical ways to cultivate face-to-face friendship. It's from um, gospelcenteredscipleship.com or gcdiscipleship.com. It was written by Drew Hunter. Um, it talks about true friendship not just being a natural thing. It just it doesn't just happen. Uh, and he, he kind of qualifies friendship. And I think this is good because I think a lot of people have a very bad view of what friendship is. I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before too where parents will say to their kids, like, I'm not supposed to be your friend. I'm, I'm supposed to be your parent. And I'm like, well, if we really understood friendship, I think every parent would want to be friends with their kid because I don't think friends are just people that okay your life decisions and don't really get into the nitty-gritty of your life. I think friends, uh, the scriptures even say that we're friends of God. So I think it's cool being friends, but redefining friendship may be the issue. He says friendship, real and deep friendship, takes wise and careful cultivation. And he talks about the fact that we live in a digital age. In fact, number one, the practical thing is to get actually face-to-face. He said, our digital age gives us very convenient tools for friendship. We can call one another across great distances. We can text and email. We can share pictures and video. But nothing replaces face-to-face experiences. Um, he goes on to talk about how that the reason we need to do this is because we're not disembodied spirits. We are embodied human beings. We're made Uh, for the full experience of human communication. And that full experience means getting in front of each other. And this is something I have been guilty of in just the recent, like last week, the Lord's really been dealing with me about um, if I can't get face-to-face with them, at least call them because I had been sending voice memos or texts or I'll send an email because, again, it's very convenient. But I'm not hearing their tone. I'm not hearing what they're saying. I'm not able to, especially getting face-to-face with somebody, you're able to see how they're communicating things and very, very interesting uh, concept. It seems like a no-brainer, but it's very difficult in the age that we live in. Number two is add food to friendship. This is one of the parts I love about most of the times I'm getting together with my friends. I'm either having coffee or eating food, and it just makes it uh, incredibly more enjoyable. Uh, t- he talked about Jesus when he met with people. Uh, they were usually around the table. Um, and so, anyway, just a really cool thing. This is something we've been talking about at Move as well, is like, how how's your dinner table? Like, who's Who's with you at your dinner table? Jesus, I think one theologian even wrote that Jesus ate his way through the Gospels. Just so many instances where Jesus is eating with people. Very, very cool. Number three is ask lots of questions. He says, we honor friends when we ask them good questions about their lives. Uh, comments about the weather are fine, but not if we neglect speaking about the climate of our souls. Get deep, people of God. My God. So I thought, man, really good. It's not just, hey, what are we doing that's fun, but like, where are you? What's going on? This is where I am, being able to to dig into that stuff. Number four is actually listen. Uh, it's different than merely hearing their words and even different than understanding what they're saying. It's different than paying attention, but primarily waiting until you have an opportunity to speak again. This is usually what we end up uh, you know, doing. We listen so that we can have something to add to the conversation. Um, it says the listening that strengthens friendship is listening curiously. True friendship requires conversational give and take. Be curious, ask questions, and listen carefully. Number five, set a tone of encouragement. It says we, we strengthen friendships by saturating our speech with encouragement. Christians are called to speak only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. That's Ephesians 4.29. 
to, but to be able to look in somebody and like look them face to face and affirm them and speak into them, not being you know being bold and to kind of like you know declaring those things to uh, your friends. And then number six, turn your unique circumstances into opportunities to connect. And I love this. He said, "Here's the plan: identify what makes your season of life challenging and ask how you can creatively turn that very obstacle." into an opportunity for friendship. These are some examples he gives. If your commute is long, ask if someone else would like to carpool with you one day each week. If you have to drive to a basketball practice or soccer game, invite someone to join you. Students, consider studying with others and take a couple of five-minute breaks to talk. Parents with young children, schedule play dates for your kids. Walk together, go to the park together, have lunch together. He says, basically, he's ending the article, and he says, true friendship is worth every bit of effort we put into it because we, we were made for friendship. Life on life and face-to-face friendship, that kind that endures through thick and thin, this kind of friendship provides the best context for helping one another grow as disciples of Jesus Christ together. This is so amazing, and what's been cool about this is to see this kind of stuff working in, I know, in my life, uh, with my friendships, just us taking intentional steps to say it's not important that we just talk to each other at some points but or that we spend time doing st- certain activities together, but that we spend time face-to-face cultivating our relationship, listening to one another, encouraging each other. Uh, just really, really super, super good stuff. If you want that article, I'll post it in the show notes so that you can get it, but it's at gcdiscipleship.com. Um, Again, really, really good article. Well, speaking of articles, so Move Church has a blog. If you go to movechurch.tv slash blog, you can see all the blogs that we've written so far. Me, uh, Demetrius, Trace have written blogs for there. And I'm working on a multi or a, um, I don't know how you would say that. What would you say? Uh, a, a blog that's broken up into parts. So it's m- multiple parts. And the name of the blog is called Risk Taker. I've already written one. The second one, uh, I'm, I'm waiting to get back from edits, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and post it. But the general idea is uh, about the parable of the talents. And if you've ever read that parable uh, in the book of Matthew, the, the gist of it is you've got these three guys who are servants, and the master's leaving, going out of town, and he's going to entrust his servants with different allotments of money called talents. A talent is worth about 20 years' wages. Um, and so you can, if you read the story, uh, different translations will vary in how they say this, but the general gist of it is a talent was worth about 20 years' wages. So one guy got five, one guy got two, and the other one, the last guy, got one each according to their ability is what the, the text says. And now this is a parable that Jesus is, is telling. So the guy with five went out, invested, took a risk, made five more. The guy with two did the same. He went out, invested his two, he got two more. Um, and the guy with one, though, became fearful and, and buried his talent and uh, didn't do anything with it, didn't invest it. And so the master comes back, and the guy with five says, hey, here's the five you gave me with five more. I invested it. And the master's like, you did great, great job. Same thing with the guy with two. He doubled his. And he comes to the last guy, and the guy says, here's, look, here's your talent back. I kept it safe. Um, and so the context is um, that the whole point of them being given a talent was that they were capable of investing and making more. That The point of the parable was not 
keep this safe while I'm gone. He could have done that some other way. The point was, I want you to have this, and I want you to make more with it. So he goes to the last servant. He says, I buried it. You know, I kept it safe. I know you're a hard man, and uh, I, I, here it is. Here's your, your talent back safe and sound. And, and the master just kind of loses it in the sense that he's like, if you thought I was a hard man, you should have at least invested it with the bank. Like, you should have at least done something. You know, you could have taken the safe move and taken it to the bank, and I could have got my money with some interest. I could have gotten something back out of it. But instead, I've got nothing. And, and then, you know, he kind of takes his talent and gives it to uh, the guy with five and, or ten now. But so it, it's just a really unique parable. And, and the Lord's really been stirring me and challenging me in this uh, because... You know, I've just, I've played it so incredibly safe uh, the last few years in a, in a lot of different areas of my life, specifically in faith. The calling that I know that God's put on my life, I've just been playing it super safe. And so out of that, I've been writing this blog, and it's been really good because it's helping me kind of formulate uh, what it is the Lord is doing in my life and hopefully be a benefit to others as well. But the whole theme, the whole premise of everything that, that is going on in that parable comes back to we've we got to be risk takers. Um, faith is a risk. You know, you're saying, I, I'm believing something and then setting my life on that belief. Uh, and I don't know for sure. People can say, I know that I know that I know, Brother Jonathan. Well, that's fine, but it's still faith. You haven't seen Jesus. You haven't seen God. God has not come to you, uh, you know, in a physical body and said, I'm here. Believe me. He hasn't done that. In fact, he told Thomas, the guy, we, we call him Doubting Thomas in the Bible, but there, he told him, he said, Blessed are you because you believe and you see, but even more blessed are those who, who do not see and still believe. That's us. You know, I'm, I'm believing in something I have not seen. I have a hope and a faith that even though I haven't seen it, I believe it is something. So I'm having to take a risk because my life would be radically different if I did not believe that Jesus had done what he's done and that I now have a relationship with God and God has called me and gifted me uh, to do things in this world that reflect his love and his kingdom. And it's just... It's just different. I, I would be a completely different person. I would be doing completely different things, you know. So I'm, I'm taking risks, and so are you. But the idea is, is can I go from, okay, I'm taking a risk in that I have faith that God is who he says he is and that Jesus really did what he did, but I'm also taking faith beyond that to where when I start living my life according to that. And so really that's what I've been getting into in the blog, and I would love for you to go check it out, movechurch.tv slash blog. You can check out the uh, Risk Taker Part 1, and Part 2 will be coming soon, and I'm also working on Part 3, so it'll be really fun uh, to get those out. Uh, the last one I talked about is about um, this idea of being, he, he actually, the master calls the servant who buried his talent, he calls him slothful, and I talk about in this last one that will be coming out here soon, um, about how slothful isn't just being lazy. It's investing your energy in something that you, you probably shouldn't and not investing your energy in the thing that you should. Uh, so anyway, really cool stuff in that parable. I'll give you a, uh, you ought to go check it out and just read it, see what you get from it. Love to hear back from you uh, on that. So, <clears throat> well, what else? What else? Oh, this, 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 this. Um, and, and so I've been thinking, right, I have had... You know, so many different, you know, people in my life, and and I've got, you know, I've had seasons where some people have been in my life more, some people a little bit less, or whatever. And you know, I have I have found something that incre- it's incredibly true. I try to practice this with the kids, like at night before they go to bed. 
try to spend some time like either singing a worship song or praying together or you know reading a talking about a scripture or something like that but getting this thought in their head about always being thankful like what can you thank God for and you know with the kids right now they're very simple things which I'm cool with you know I'm always about being on their level and helping them grow uh, you know Declan's like I'm unthankful for my blanket which I, I'm cool with you know Amsley said she was thankful for her friends the other night uh, I don't remember that Kingston has ever said anything um without it kind of without him trying to get a laugh out of everybody but that would be my genes in him coming out um but 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 becoming thankful for whatever it is that you're seeing God in that doesn't have to be good like quote unquote good things like I'm thankful you know there was a, a time uh not not too far gone where you know I was experiencing a lot of difficulty but I was trying to figure out how to be thankful. Like I'm, if if I'm going through this, it's difficult, but I want to be thankful for it. And I, the reason I think that it's important to have a thankful heart is because you're continually reminding yourself that God is there. I don't think you can be thankful if you don't believe God is there, uh, because that means you're alone in it. it. Means maybe there's no hope. And you know, I, I'm like I'm thankful that I have the money to pay for a home for our kids and and, and money for groceries and thankful for our health you know those are those are the things I think that you know maybe we take for granted so I want to be thankful for those you know at every meal I, I want to be able to say thank you God for this food I really do I don't want to just be like Lord bless this food in Jesus name amen I'm trying to help my kids with even just like that that quick prayer to be like this is what we do before we eat but but to actually like this food comes from God blessing your parents so that they could have the funds to be able to buy this stuff. And um, that's all from God. So we want to thank God for this stuff. And so just being incredibly thankful. And I'm looking, you know, I've got tons of friends, tons of people I'm around that are going through difficult things. And, and I will talk to them from time to time. And uh, this came out in a conversation the other night because I'd been thinking about it. Because one of the things I, I thought about, I was like, man, this, this happened to me the other day. And this happened and this, this happened. And, and I was feeling that sense of lack. You know, where you're like, I just don't have everything I need, and I just don't feel like I'm fully prepared for this or whatever. And I remember this switch happening. Uh, you know, I was, I think I was push mowing a lawn, and I was just kind of, you know, having at it with myself, just, you know, oh gosh, no man, it's not going to work. And and uh, and I remember the Lord just kind of switching something in my in my heart, and it was like, hey, every op- every moment you have of lack is an opportunity to thank God for His provision. That's that is what this opportunity is for and and I don't know guys it just kind of like shifted something in my heart where I was like any time I have lack it's an opportunity for God to provide any time I have lack any time I have something going on uh that I'm going what am I going to do this is an opportunity for God this is what he does like he loves filling lack I mean that's his that is like what he has been doing since like the beginning of time is where man lacks God fulfills and God brings wholeness and, and God rescues and and that's who he is and even when we even even when it's not something happening to us when we cause it ourselves God is still wanting to fulfill lack and so just I don't know it's just encouragement to to learn to be thankful I think it's more of a discipline than a reaction so it's like something really good happens to us we're, oh man thank God that this happened make it more of a discipline to say I'm going to be thankful 
even if the situation is not bringing a point that would be a typical like um, place of thankfulness, you know, just like everything worked out or I had the extra money or, you know, this relationship's great now or, you know, whatever the case may be. Even in difficulty, we find ourselves hopefully practicing the discipline of, of thanks. And, you know, people that are more thankful are infinitely healthier emotionally, mentally, and even physically. It's amazing like how our emotions and our minds can determine how our bodies react and, and are, are performing. You know, So learn to be thankful. If you could uh, every day just take a second. Uh, one of the, the things of the tabernacle prayer that um, I've been, it's really been a, a great tool for me over the last three years, but I've gone back to it now uh, for a while, I guess maybe the last three weeks I've been using it. Yeah, probably around the last three weeks or so. Um, and it starts off with just thankfulness and praise. And do you know if you sit there long enough, you would end up spending most of your time just thanking God because there's so much to be thankful for. Even if everything's not working out the way you want it to, um, you know, we enter as courts with thanksgiving. You know, and and we enter time with with God, and just in general, we're just thankful. You know, even let people know you're thankful for them. My gosh, I've just been telling people and honoring people here lately, just saying, "Hey, thank you." You know, thank you for doing this. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for being consistent. You know, in my life. You know, just thank you. Thank you for being a good leader. Thank you for being doing what you're doing. You know, and, and it's amazing. I actually think there was a commercial, a Hallmark commercial, for a thank you like thank you card. And it was the power of a thank you, I think was the name of the commercial. And the commercial was that this lady walks up and sees this other lady in the grocery store. And she walks up to her and she says, oh my gosh, are you expecting? And the lady was like, excuse me? Because she obviously wasn't pregnant. And the woman just turned around and had a thank you card just randomly. And she was like, thank you. And the woman just changed. She wasn't mad anymore. She was like, oh, for me, you know, and it was just talking about the power of a thank you and a great commercial to sell, you know, cars, but very impactful even on the end of just like be thankful. You know, if you've got good friends, be thankful, tell them how thankful you are for them. You know, it's amazing. Um, if you don't get thanked, you don't feel appreciated. If you don't feel appreciated, you don't feel valued. If you don't feel valued, it's really hard to want to do certain things and, and be certain ways. And sometimes the power of a thank you may may change it. And I think, you know, God obviously loves to hear thank you and, uh, and, and, and likes a grateful heart. And I think that's hardwired into us as well. So be thankful, people. Be thankful. Okay, well, kind of in closing, uh, a couple of things, but number one is uh, elevation worship. I've really been trying hard. I've, I've been like super addicted to pop music for like the last year. Um, and you know, I was, a lot of the stuff that's out there that's pop is it's either like super sexual or, you know, super self-absorbed or whatever. Very hard to find, you know, pop music. Anyway, so I've been trying to listen to um, some alternative stuff just because, I mean, I like the music. I just can't, can't deal with the lyrics. And so I've been you know, trying to find different worship artists or different, you know, Christian influences and stuff like that to kind of listen to, just to re- reaffirm and continually encourage me in my faith. You know, if it's not building my faith, then, you know, maybe I don't need that in my life. So I was trying to figure that out. 
But anyway, uh, Jennifer last night was watching uh, something on Elevation's, I think it might be Elevation Worship, their page, their Instagram maybe. Uh, they had a breakdown of their series, or their series, their new um, album art. It's a bright, like a, not a bright, it's like a dark red with like this gold imprinted design on it. And he was going through all the elements on it. This thing is a very intricately detailed piece of art. Their new album, uh, the pre-release came out. Uh, Hallelujah Here Below is the name of the album. They've got a song called Won't Stop Out right now and a song called Here Again. Looks to be like they're two, like, you know, two tracks that they're really trying to push or whatever. Um, and so it's, these two songs are really good, but their album artwork, they went through and talked about how cool it is. You definitely give it a, a look. Give it a look, see. Give it a look. That's what I always say on here. Give it a look, see. I don't know where that came from, but give it uh, give it a look. It's really interesting. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just a very interesting piece of art. And whoever did it is unreal, like amazing. Um, the, if you go watch the breakdown on the Instagram page, it's you you look at it and you go, "Wow, this is really cool." But then you look at what like what the symbolism of all of this stuff means. You're like, uh, very very intricate, very detailed, very cool. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. And uh, who else have I been listening to? Let me see here. I'm actually on my playlist right now. Let's go back, back, back to Jack, Jack, Jack for more, more, more. Oh yeah. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. If you haven't listened uh, to the album by Passion uh, called Whole Heart, very good. Very good. Uh, Whole Heart by Christian Stanfield is Stanfield, not Field. Stanfield is such a good song, such a good gospel saturated um, song. So you definitely need to uh, check that out. Uh, let's see some other songs you should check out. If you haven't listened to any of the "There Is More" live by Hillsong Worship, you need to check out that because the first track, "Who I Say I Am," is uh, who you say I am, not who I say I am. Who you say I am is a very good track. Um, like, very good. New Wine was the one I think I was talking about last week or the week before. Uh, but a very, very good album, Be Still, is very good as well. Uh, again, those are worship albums. Let me see if I got anything on here that's... Um, I think I talked about OC Super Tunes. Super Tunes! I'm trying to find Five Iron Frenzies um, la- last album that they did. It's called Engine of a Million Plots, but it is not. It is not on. Um, yeah, it is not on Inst- Instagram. I can't talk. It is not on iTunes Music. I want to say it was on Spotify. But I don't have Spotify. Boo. Um, yeah, but hey, listen, let me know what you're listening to. I would love uh, on the tunage uh, section to listen to some of the music you, you guys are listening to uh, and and then showcase it on the show. Um, so just a little heads up on a few things. Uh, really uh, trying to get my head back around planning shows out. For right now, what I've been doing is here are some things I've been thinking about that I'd like to talk about, but would like to have some more guests on. So 
Uh, in the next, I don't know, the next few episodes, we're looking at having Bryce Landwehr, uh, counselor at the Wellspring, back with us. Um, Wellspring Christian Clinic. And uh, also Monique Henry came out with an album uh, a few months back. Would love to have her on the show just to talk about her album uh, and talk about, uh, I believe, uh, it would be good to have her after Night of Worship, which is coming up this Saturday night. Uh, so that's going to be a blast. It's going to be really fun. Uh, if you're not doing anything and you're listening to this, uh, you should come hang out with us, uh, Saturday being tomorrow. So come hang out with us, 7 o'clock tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a real great night. You should uh, should be there. It's going to be good. And uh, so she'll be there at that. So maybe get her on the show next week um, and talk about her album, talk about Night of Worship. Uh, just, you know, pick her brain about some things. But we'll also have Bryce Landwehr on here soon. We're going to talk about some stuff uh, on that end, some emotional health and mental awareness type stuff. Maybe if you've got any questions or anything like that you would like to do, would love to do a Ask the Counselor segment, something he actually does with his church's youth group on a regular basis. Uh, and you just kind of ask whatever you want, which leads us into the ending of our show. In fact, if you've got any questions or any comments, what are you listening to? You want to let us know what you're listening to? Are you following anybody on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook that I need to know about? Are there any videos that I need to watch, any things that you're seeing that are fun, that are exciting, that are intriguing to you that you would like to have uh, us talk about on the show? I can do that. So you can send all that stuff, any of it, questions, comments, uh, videos, uh, stuff you want me to listen to, send it to it's John Fox, I-T-S-J-O-N-F-O-X at gmail.com. Uh, I will see that. I see that email every day, multiple times a day. So definitely send that to me if you got any questions. We used to do a segment called Ask Away. And if you've got anything like it's a, some, something you just kind of like, yeah, I would like another opinion on that. Or I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I love answering questions. I like to talk. You're not bothering me. Please send those questions. If you've got an article you've read and you want uh, my take on it or any of that kind of stuff, Definitely send all of that to itsjohnfox at gmail.com. Of course, you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at itsjohnfox and follow along with us on there. And you can also follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook, It's John Fox Show. I try to do a good job of being on there, but in this season of life, I'm kind of off and on uh, however I see fit. But you can always check us out there. Try to post uh, when we the show is up and different parts of the uh, show, if we highlight something specific, try to put that stuff in there as well. Try to do a better job at it. I always say that. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I'm double-minded, unstable in all my ways. Uh, But yeah, check us out on there. And then, yeah, and just one more shout-out. Hey, listen, thank you so much for some of you who have been purchasing the the Haiti-inspired T-shirts on Wotown Creative. You can check out the store Wotown, W-O-T-O-W-N dot store. And you can find that Haiti shirt. All the proceeds are going to help some families with their kids going to school this year. And so we, we've sold a ton of these shirts. I was like very, very happy about that. And uh, so you can also go in there. we got some really cool uh, cross tees or the, the shirt that we just released. There's a white one and a black one. Uh, super cool. actually had a pastor up in Minnesota uh, grab a couple. And uh, he, I think we did a, a story or a post about him on the Wotown uh, account. So if you want to follow Wotown on Instagram, you can do that. Uh, Wotown Creative. Check, no spaces. Check them out. Uh, check us out. Check out the store. If you're looking for something, 
a gift for somebody or a print. I think I actually took all the prints off. I'm not sure. You have to go back and look at it. But anyway, any of that kind of stuff, we're going to get ready here in the next couple of uh, weeks to start getting some of our um, fall and winter apparel out and do some new stuff with that. So that's going to be fun. So just check out the store. You can get that Haiti shirt for like 21 bucks. Um, I think out the door, uh, taxes and everything, it might be closer to 25 But grab one of those shirts. It goes to a great cause. Got some other cool shirts coming up. Brother Brian Mission shirt is going to be coming up soon, and it's going to be I've pretty much settled on a design. It's going to be pretty sick, so you need to check that out as well. Uh, just go to Wotown.store and just peruse. Tell me what you like from there. Tell me what you'd like to see on there. I love designing uh, you know, what people like, so go check out the store. And, yeah, that's about it for me. I do not have anything else to say. I know you're shocked. You're as surprised as I am. Interact with us. Shoot us an email. Follow us on all the social medias. We'd love to see you there. And uh, until next week, have a good one. This is Jonathan Fox for the It's John Fox Show.